Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. I want to get right into what I want to say today. If you have your Bibles or you want to watch on the stream, uh, Luke 18, 31. Jesus took the twelve aside and he told them, We're going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. Those are Jesus' words to his his disciples. And Scripture doesn't say, if Jesus asked them, do you understand title of my message today is, do you understand? Do you really understand? I mean, you're in church today on Easter Sunday, and whether you're here every week or this is a, a once a year thing, I want to ask you, do you understand? Do you understand? I mean, the disciples were told this by Jesus, and I, I just want you to know that they were going to Jerusalem, and, and Jesus says, here's what's getting ready to happen to me. They already knew that he had said he was the Son of Man a hundred times in Scripture before that. And he says, I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles or the Romans. And it probably meant I'm going to be arrested and one of y'all is going to turn on me and hand me over to them. Somebody, you remember the story about Judas? That's kind of what happened there. And, and then he tells them, hey, I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be insulted. I'm going to be spat on. I'm going to be flogged. I'm going to be killed. But on the third day, come on now, I'm going to rise up. Now, that's good news for those of you that understand But if you don't understand, then you're like, oh, big deal. And I read what the disciples' response was, and they didn't get it. I mean, I would expect when I ask you, do you understand? You're like, yeah, I get that. I understand what flogged means. I understand what mocked means. I understand insulted. I understand killed. I even understand that after death, you're buried and what rise up means. I get all of that. And we understand what Jesus was saying because we're on the backside of this. We get it in the sense of we can read it and we know what Scripture says after that. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, 23, So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended. And the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And I ask you today, regardless of what your background is, is Christ, through your salvation, power and wisdom? I ask you that today. And if you understand, then you would say yes. If you go, boy, I I just don't know, then you're in the same position the disciples were. And I want to encourage you today. See, Jesus told the disciples over and over again what was going to happen. He told them over and over again. You read it all through Scripture. I mean, obviously, that is in Matthew 18, but in Matthew 16, in Matthew 17, in Matthew 20, he tells them the same thing he did in Luke 18 and all these different places. Luke 18, if we keep reading, verse 34, the disciples didn't understand any of this. 
They didn't get it. Its meaning, it says, was hidden from them. This is scripture. And they didn't know what he was talking about. The, the meaning was hidden. Is that not an interesting verse of scripture? I mean, I understand mocked, flogged, killed, spat on. I get all of that. I, I, it was in their language, but they understood their language. You understand it in our language. And if you don't speak English today, get a translator. You're in America. And fo- find out what was just said, spat on, flogged on, all these things. And here, know this. You ought to know that those words are not behind us. They're in front of us, and we understand. So we get that. But it says the disciples didn't understand it, and the meaning was hidden from them. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but why was it hidden? Why was it hidden? And I, I do want to give just a little bit today for an understanding. We can only see it from an angle of understanding after it already happened. We have a benefit of being on the other side of this story. And, and, and really, the disciples finally got it. They finally came to a point of understanding it, but not before he died. And for some reason, it was hidden. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Just a little Bible training today. Verse 7 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. Did you hear that? See, if the rulers, Governor Pilate, Caiaphas, the high priest, members of the Sanhedrin, the Roman soldiers, see, if they had understood who Jesus was, they wouldn't have crucified him. And you go, well, that would have been a good thing. No, that would have been a horrible thing for us. God sent Jesus, and he had a message hidden, even though Jesus told him plain out. What was going to happen? See, Paul refers to the sacrifice of Jesus here in 1 Corinthians, of him being sacrificed on the cross, and he calls it a mystery. And the word mystery in the Greek means a military strategy that is kept secret from the enemy. It's a military strategy that was kept secret from the enemy. Now, oftentimes, military strategies depend so much upon secrecy that even those in a position of command, weren't told the secret strategy until the last possible minute. Because if the enemy found out, the plan would fail. See, if the enemy found out, the plan would fail. If Satan had found out he's the enemy, what was getting ready to happen, the plan wouldn't have worked. So God kept it a secret. And while they're driving nails into the hands of Jesus, and while Jesus is suffering in pain, and his blood is dripping to the ground, while Jesus is dying, Satan's saying, I've won! I've beaten God! Evil is triumphant! <laughs> I mean, you can see it. Righteousness has been defeated. Satan didn't even know the plan of God. I love this. I love this. Because, see, it was hidden. It was a strategy of warfare. It wasn't until the third day after. Come on, that's why we're celebrating today. That's why you're at a party today. When Jesus rose from the tomb, that Satan realized, oops, 
I made a mistake. I played into the plan of God. I did exactly what God expected me to do. I crucified the Lord of glory, and now sinners, you and I, can be redeemed and saved from their sins and be saints. That ought to get you excited. That's what we've been singing about. Jesus told the apostles ahead of time, but it went right over their heads because it was hidden from them. It was a strategy. They didn't understand. So the question today is, do we understand? You're on the back side of this when you can say, well, you should. I've been praying for my kids. I've been praying for my brother. I've been praying for my mom and dad. They should understand. What I'm telling you is the secret has been revealed. And if they don't understand, it's because they're making a choice not to. And today, I pray that you're not making a choice not to. You're in God's house today. Praise God for that. I don't think it's an accident that you're here. My question is, do you understand? Do you understand? Going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, after Paul said in verse 8, if the rulers understood it, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. And then let's keep reading in verse 9. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Now listen to verse 12. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. If you today are living like you don't know, I want you to know that you can know. If you're acting like, I don't even know, I don't understand, I'm asking you today, do you understand? Do you understand? He's worth it. He's worthy. You can know that Jesus in Luke 18, verse 31, went to Jerusalem. He went to God's people. He went to the people. He was delivered over to the Gentiles. They mocked him, insulted him. They spat on him. They flogged him and they killed him. And praise God, on the third day, he rose again. And he's alive now. He's alive. But many people are living and acting like he's dead. 1 Corinthians 1.23, they act like the Jews who are still offended. They act like the Gentiles who say this is all nonsense. Are you sick? This is how people are acting. Don't think this just 2,000 years ago. This is happening every day in our world. You can't talk about God in certain environments. Why? Because you're going to offend somebody. Well, they're just acting like a Jew. As soon as they start saying this is nonsense, they're just acting like a Gentile. But you know what? There's Jews and Gentiles that through salvation can have the power and wisdom of God. I just love scripture. He didn't hide this from us. It's open and available. Today we celebrate Resurrection Sunday and the mystery of the cross, come on, has been revealed. I got to read the Easter story, Matthew 28, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. 
The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid. He said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come on. Come see where his body was laying and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And so they did. And so do we. Jesus showed up many different times at various locations and times over a 40-day period before he ascended into heaven. I, I know that a lot of people are like, well, I just don't know if I believe this is true. Well, you don't really understand that the Bible is really, really practical, and it's really, really influential, and it's really factual. Here's why. You couldn't hide that lie from as many people who saw him and recorded it in history. See, the, the women right after Right after they left the tomb, there's Jesus. There's Jesus. They went to Galilee, and Jesus appeared. You know, right there, that time in Galilee, over 500 people saw him. Try to make that a lie. You can't. 500 people saw him. On the road to Emmaus, he was seen. He had breakfast on the beach. He showed up to give Thomas reason to not doubt. He, he met Paul on the road to Damascus. This is all after he had came out of the grave. And then his ascension, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, is the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Keep in mind, they'd seen him die, and he's alive talking to them. Here's what he said. The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they're not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and in Springfield, and in Clever, and in, come on, all of these places, all through the earth. And after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud. Can you imagine seeing that? He was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here, staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he's going to return from heaven the same way you saw him go. Death has no victory for Jesus or for his kids. Death has no victory. Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself for your sins and your salvation. Will you willingly give yourself to him to be saved? Shelby, I want you to come up. Do you understand? Do you understand today? Come on, do you understand? I understand that a lot of you might. Some of you do. And some of you used to. What do you mean? Well, I got saved when I was 12, but you've been living like hell ever since. At what point do you say, okay, I, I realize that I did understand, but I've been living like a Gentile who says it's nonsense. Your life says that. Or you've been living like a Jew, and you're discrediting everything that's going on. Every time you turn the corner, you're like, ah, we, I'm offended at those Christians. I'm offended at church. You're just like a Jew who's not saved. Quit acting unsaved. Get things turned around. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Of course there are things we don't understand, but that's no excuse for not understanding what we can. 
There are things you don't understand. The Bible says that Jesus died for our sins. Every sin that has ever been committed, he's taken all that sin on himself and he died for that. Let me just tell you, I'm weighed down with the burden of my own sin. When Teresa was singing today, I remember the person I was. Man, I just remember that. I hate that. Hate that person. When Brent started playing on that trumpet, I knew every word of that song. And I'm just like, God, thank you that that's not a reflection of who I am now. And the only reason it's not is because you're my reflection. See, I'm just weighed down continually with the burden of my own sin. And then I have to get my reflection right. And I realized that Christ went to the cross and he carried the burden of everybody's sin. Not just in this room, but in every age and in every generation all over this world. We'll never understand the misery that he experienced. We'll never, we'll never understand the loneliness that Jesus experienced as he hung rejected on the cross, dying for our sins. See, I understand that there are some things I don't understand. We'll never understand what went on in heaven when Jesus died on the cross. Every time we read the words, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We're reading a mystery. I, I don't get that. How can God forsake himself? I'm not meaning to confuse you. I'm just telling you things I don't understand. How can, how can it doesn't make any sense to me, an immortal God become mortal and die? How can a spiritual God become flesh and live with us? I don't know, and neither do you. It's not trying to be offensive. You just don't. We'll never understand that. We'll never understand our redemption. We'll never understand what it is to be completely forgiven and cleansed from our sins. But one of these days, we'll open our eyes and we'll be in a different place. It'll be a resurrection day and suddenly all these mysteries will be made clear. If only you'd understand that there are things you don't understand, but you need to understand there are things that you can understand. Right now, there's one sacrifice. There's one way to forgiveness. There's one plan of salvation. And it's made all possible through what Jesus did when he died on the cross and rose that third day. All of that is made possible, and you can understand that, and that's all that matters. When he becomes your Savior, or when you say, okay, God, I've been living like a Jew or Gentile who doesn't have salvation, start living your salvation. Start saying, I'm going to live different. There's power to change the way we think. You know, he's that power. There's power to change the way you're acting. He's that power. There is power for a change in your life. There's power to overcome sin, to give us victory over alcoholism, over drug abuse, over past situations, over, over a marriage that's failing or broken. Power to aid the heart that's torn apart by grief, whatever that grief has been caused by. There's power to bring families back together again and fill the despair of loneliness that's deep inside of you. Come on, there's power to get you past your past. And that's accepting what Jesus did on the cross and we've been singing about all morning. He is the power that is greater than anything this world has ever seen. 
And it's God's power to change us, to transform us, to make us new, to give us victory. We don't have to walk around in, in our failures with our tail between our legs, our head down. We can walk around knowing that we're not like Satan. Come on, Satan is a defeated foe, and he knew it 2,000 years ago. Don't act like him. So today, do you understand? If you do, you won't walk out of here the same. If you've been living the victorious life, then walk out of here inspired and go tell everybody like Jesus told us to. Wherever you are, on your work, in your business, in your family, whatever you're doing, come on, let's live the resurrected life. We're not dead bones anymore. Boy, what a great day. Will you stand with me this morning? Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.